This is Colin Zenshu, the podcast, episode 377 for the week of March 29th, 2015. What up? Hey there. Us. Welcome to Konzenshu. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzenshu. That's right. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening little bit. Oh, the entertaining. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mr. Labrie. Back for a little bit here. I am. It's good to be here. Good. We got you. We got me. My name is Mike Vegito E. X. Here we are on the near eve of oh, a certain man. movie coming out that a certain Julian is seeing soon. That's right. We're all we saying. can do is imagine ourselves there. A day from now, we'll know everything. Everything. Everything, everything there is to know. I'm excited. It's yeah. nuts. By the time you hear this, um, I mean, none of this will make any sense, but we'll know. what is there another Super Saiyan God transformation somewhere? Is it Vegeta? How do they defeat Frieza? Do they defeat Frieza? Like, we're going to know all this stuff. Is I'm Trunks so in the movie? Is Trunks really in the movie? <laughs> or Goten and Trunks yes. in the movie? Yes. Uh, we have this hint of uh, they decide to just leave the kids behind because they don't want them to cause trouble. But will they make an appearance toward the end? Mm. My theory my theory early on was actually that they were going to sleep through the whole movie and then wake up at the end and be like, oh. Oh, we missed everything. I think that's still possible. We'll see. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, so by the time you're hearing this, you've probably read all that good stuff on the website. If you want to, we're not going to shove it in your face. It'll be behind a click or two to make sure that you're not totally spoiled if you don't want to be. But we will have that information. I hope you're enjoying it. Thank you in advance from the past, Julian. You did a great job. <laughs> So in anticipation of all the movie stuff coming up, what we actually have for you this week is this mishmash of previously recorded segments, some of which I think are already done, some of which I don't think are done yet. <laughs> we'll find out as I get through the rest of my weekend. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of, people have been asking for this, a retro review stuff, look at some older material that we ne- haven't necessarily looked at in a long time, including one VHS that I could have sworn I did actually see before, but apparently I've never watched before. I'm, I'm curious to see how this comes conversation is going to go uh, and a whole bunch of other really good stuff coming in your ears. So there will be mishmash segments that I will edit later back into this from the past for the future. I don't even necessarily know all the hosts that will be involved. We shall see. It's that kind of episode. Yes, coming it in is. It's, this week. it's a very special episode of Consent You. That's right. So to get things started, we at least have to record some kind of opening. So that's what this is. Uh, we're going to BS for a little bit. Mary, we're at the point where Xenoverse has been out for a little bit. Uh, when the Japanese release came in, I brought you on to check in. Like, how do you think this is going so far? Now, you still, full disclosure, you have not touched the controller on the game yet. I did touch the controller to make my own character. That's true. You actually I did made a very Mary Sue character. <laughs> I made a Mary. Did. I made Mary. And then I, I wanted to go talk to Trunks in the hub area. And you You're like, yep, and we may this have, is it. There may have been screenshots taken of Mary talking to Trunks. Living out my 17-year-old fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. That being said, I have not actually played the game. I have not fought. So, uh, and you haven't watched everything that I've done, but you've seen some of the key story parts and key interactions, although you did actually miss the fun GT trunks talking about the not me trunks, but the other trunks. I'm so disappointed I missed that. So, a a little bit from afar, because we did actually do kind of a a larger review, Kieran and I. Um, Just Xenoverse from afar, what did you think of its setup and how it's gone out so far, more from the story side than the fighting side. Very, very pleasantly happy with how 
things have progressed and turned out. It's good to see a game that they've actually put a lot of thought into, even if a lot of it is rehash from here. Oh, not Heroes. Um, online. Uh, online, yeah. So that in and of itself is enough for me to give it some thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really digging the whole new villains. And... and something you were talking about was they finally used Trunks for something he's I know, useful for. he is. It's like, finally, geez, like use him. Use him well. Use yeah. him for story purposes. Even if it's like cop outs, I don't care. Just use him for something. Yeah. So it's been fun to watch. Just it has have been on fun in to the watch, yes. It's, it's new Dragon Ball material without being like really, like not movie level new Dragon Ball material. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know what? That might be good. That might be good enough. It's kind of what you're looking for yes, right now. Just exactly. that little burst of fresh before the real burst little of fresh. Little burst of fresh. Just right. a little hint of fresh. That's right. Half fresh. Man, I, I, like I want to give our, ourselves a substantial opening here, but I feel like, man, we got news and we got topic stuff coming I think we just got to get into it, yo. Is there anything else going on in your Dragon Ball world right now? Oh, wow. That's such a, that's a deep question. It is a deep question. Anything going on in my Dragon Ball world? Are you excited no, I mean, for the I, Frieza stuff coming? You know, Frieza is not my favorite, so it's a little bit hard to drum up excitement for this, to be quite honest. Yeah. I don't feel the love for Frieza like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't know that I actually have a favorite villain because like right. Cell's not that much more exciting than Frieza. Boo, mm-hmm. I can take or leave. But it's great to see the cast coming together again. And the first movie was fan friggin tastic. So yeah. if they could just keep riding that momentum, I'm sure it's going to be a great ride regardless of how I feel about Frieza. Keep riding that yes. from Battle of Gods. Yeah, gotcha. just quality, quality writing, all that good stuff. Yeah. 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 All right, let's bring this opening to a close because we've got plenty of stuff coming yes. your way. So you're going to have uh, all your regular musical breaks and some interludes. I think we have a couple topics coming your way. So enjoy the episode with whichever host you have talking in your ears for the next rest of an episode, however long it is. Check you toward the end. On the last exciting episode of Consenshu, the podcast... Bulma decided to kick things up a notch with her 59-day countdown to the release of Resurrection F, updating her blog posts on a daily basis. Interviews, previews, reviews, and the various Z-fighters of Earth's special forces spoke up to illustrate their fears of Frieza's inevitable return to the land of the living. Meanwhile, the video games just keep on coming as Dragon Ball Xenoverse ascends to the next level of sales. With a sales level of over 1.5 million, Bloodborne doesn't stand a chance. But can Mario Party 10 step in for a come-from-behind victory? Not if Dragon Ball Ultimate Batoden has anything to say about it, as it blasts a Kamehameha into the fan-made Hyper Dragon Ball Z's face with its superior sprite art and gameplay. And what's this? A collection of villains from the future and future future take a grand tour into the Xenoverse as newcomers Toa and Mira bring along the devious dragons Ice Shenron and Nova Shenron. Looks like Goku, Pan, and Trunks have their work cut out for them. And can Kerbifer, Kendamu, and Ryan Molina make it to Hollywood in time to bear witness to the revival of the insidious galactic overlord Frieza in all his glorious Golden Mardi Gras glory? The excitement doesn't stop today on Consensu the podcast. Ha! <laughs> 
hey guys, this is Mike Vegito EX from KonZenshu.com. We are the KonZenshu podcast here with a very special episode for April. We decided to visit a topic that we haven't touched on in a long time. And I got here with me straight from Japan. Who do I got? Uh, hello, uh, I'm Julie Grabowski. Itadakimasu. Itadakimasu to you too, Julian. We got Julian over here in Japan. We got Mike Vegito EX here in New Jersey. And now we're here for a special edition of the Konzenshi Podcast. Julian, how you doing? Uh, uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just about to send the kids to bed. Get, get, kids, no, stop playing with the door. I'm on Julian's doing, figures. Julian's doing great. No, no, that, no, that don't reminds put me. that down. Mary! That's very expensive. Mary! Stop reading X-Men! We're here for a very special episode of the Konzenshi Podcast. And that reminds me, Julian, so you, you got the kids. So did you go see the new special exhibit that they have over in Japan for the kids? Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they wouldn't let me in as only children, um, 12 and under, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I actually had to sneak in, but totally worth it. So you had to uh, sneak in. Did you get any, did you get any good shots, Julian? Uh, yes. Uh, however, I was ar- arrested for taking pictures of minors. Uh, I have a competitive court date. Julian, are we going to hear you on the podcast in, uh, in next month? Or when, when's your court date, Julian? We got to sort this out. We got we got some site work to work. We got the wiki to work on, Julian. What are we going to do? Uh, I don't know. Just, uh, just call Heath. He's, he's probably not busy. But he, who are we going to have to translate our pop songs if you're in court, Julian? I don't know. We always have Steve Simmons on speed dial because we, we all know each other, we, right? Yeah, That's no, we, we do have Steve Simmons. Uh, we do have Steve Simmons on the back pocket there. So that'll, that'll be great. That'll be great. Good thing, Julian. See, this this is why you're part of the team because you're just you're such a team player. And we here at Konzenshu aim to offer a quality product. And that's why we're here to talk today about something very special to us as Dragon Ball fans. Now, Julian, I want to talk with you because you're very familiar with the Japanese language. So you would know where this is coming from in terms of dub versus sub. We're talking about power levels here. Um, I'm not going to transition to the topic just yet, but I just want to kind of feel out, feel out Julian. You know, just kind of get an idea of where you're standing on the topic. Julian, how do you feel about power levels? Uh, you know, I, 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 I kind of feel like they're an integral part of the series. I, I was thinking that too, yeah. Uh, but I prefer to call them battle powers. Oh, you mean the, uh, the Gekidano power? Uh, Sentorioku, actually. Oh, Sentorioku, yeah, of course. See, this is, this is again why we have Julian here to correct my Japanese. So, we're gonna get started on this, enough of that, and ready for the topic in three, two, one! Hajime. Back here on the Konzenshu Podcast with a very special episode on Battle Powers, Sentorioku, right, Julian? Sentorioku. Sentorioku, good, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Sentorioku, Battle Powers, Power Levels, Bower Paddles, whatever you want to call them. Unlimited. Unlimited. See, I know you're trying to make a reference, and I should know this, because I'm the ultimate Dragon Ball fan! Uh, Monolith. Oh, 2001! The Uh. Monolith! Uh, yeah. A sure. space odyssey! Such a- this is why we have Julian, guys. This guy knows everything. So let's talk about- <clears throat> Julian. Yes. Hi. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Please. I couldn't understand you while you were speaking earlier. Um, can you also tell your kids to be quiet? I can hear them over here. Oh, oh for God's sake. One sec. No, okay, look. If you don't go to bed now, you don't get to watch Kamen Rider tomorrow. Mary! Mary! Put the trunks pillow back! Okay, good. So battle powers, power power levels. Hi. Hi. So in the uh, in the exhibit that you got to go to, all right. I was yelled at by a lot of mom. What would you say the power level is of an average Japanese mother? Um, it depends. Are they angry? Because they're livid, 
at you, uh, Julian, for taking I, I, pictures of their children! Well, I mean, they just let them run around there. I mean, someone's gonna take pictures. The average Japanese mother, you think she's gonna be mad? Like, as mad as a farmer? I mean, I, I, I mean, the average farmer is obviously, uh, five cento ryoku, uh, going off of the established, uh, farmer with shotgun, so. Was this in the Japanese version or the dubbed version by... Funimation. Uh, it was in, uh, it was in the Nihongo version. The Nihongo, oh, the Nihongo's version. Okay, so this was not by, done by Ocean, right? This is the Nihongo's version? Uh, yes, definitely the Nihongo's version, uh, which is separate from the Ocean version, which is entirely separate from the Funimation version, as we all know. So, naturally, all these different versions, things are about bound to be getting confusing with these power levels, right? But we know for sure that that farmer with shotgun is said in the original Japanese to have a power level of five, correct? Hi. Okay. So he's got a power level of five. Wasn't there the one time where Chi Chi had, like, was like had a really high power level because she was mad? Uh, uh, there is there is a scene in the Garlic Junior Saga. That's right, the uh, Garlic where, Junior Saga, my favorite. Yes, uh, where she has a, a battle aura, uh, and we must assume uh, that due to the color, it was the Kaioken. So is the, okay. So this is inferring that anybody can learn the Kaioken. Well, uh, yes. Okay. I think. No, no, no. Yes, yes or no, Julian? Uh, What's your source? My years of expertise. See, guys, this is why we have Julian on board. He just always knows all this stuff. He's just a just a well of information. So, Julian, I gotta ask you. Um, Super Saiyan 4 Goku from Dragon Ball Grand Tour. Uh, Toriyama initially designed Super Saiyan 4 Goku. Do you know what else Toriyama designed? Super Saiyan God Goku. This is a recent development. We have, you know, Party of F going on over here. Party, party of F? Yeah, Party for F. Uh, Fukatsu no F. Yeah, Fukatsu no F. So Super Saiyan God has been established as canon! It's canon, Julian! That means Toriyama himself made it legit. It's real. Is Super Saiyan God Goku stronger than Super Saiyan 4 Goku? Julian, our power level expert. I turn it over to you. First of all, um, it's a very very good question, but I think the the most important part here is to consider uh, Broly. How could I forget? Broly, we're not even thinking of Broly. Okay, you gotta have his stats memorized. Everything about Broly, you have him on tap, on deck, Julian. There's no character that I'm more concerned about than Broly. Naturally, we're, we're all here with you, okay? What's Broly's power level? Can you give uh, it to me? Well, according to the uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, Scouter Battle Daikon Kamehameha Orato Ometo Scouter. Oh, that's the sequel to Battle Daikon Kamehameha Ometo Fusion. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, which was released uh, back in uh, November 10th, 2007. Okay. Broly, his power level is actually listed uh, somewhere around 1.4 billion. 1.4 billion, Julian? Yes. Did you, are, are you certain? Hi. This is, this is important because I have a stat here that says Super Saiyan God Goku. All right, I want you to follow me, Julian. You're, yes. you're good at math, you're good at Japanese, you're good at everything. Oh, I do live uh, with Asians. With so it, yes. naturally. So it just, you know, just kind of goes through like diffusion. You get smarter just being there. Fair. So, you know, and I just get smarter being here in Jersey, right? Um, right? Um, right? Um, right? So it was stated by Akira Toriyama that if Beerus is a 10, Super Saiyan God Goku is a six. Do you remember that interview, Julian? You translated it. Uh, yes. I, I, I remember everything that I've translated down to the kanji. Good. Okay. So you remember, you're like, you got that photographic memory. Like, what's her face? The little, you know, the caboose kids or whatever they're called. Um, so he is 40% weaker than Beerus. Beerus is a 10. Follow the math. Super Saiyan God Goku is a six. So that makes Super Saiyan God Goku 40% weaker 
than Beerus. Beerus is stated to be the absolute strongest being in Dragon Ball Z. Can you just guess what his power level would be, Julian? Can you even wager a guess? Um, Be- Beerus's power level? Yes. Uh, that that would probably be somewhere uh, about over uh, 2.5 billion. Over 2.5 billion? Uh, at least 2.5 billion. At least 2.5 billion. Julian, you're correct. Very good guess. I mean, answer. However, do you remember what they said in the movie Battle of Gods about Beerus and Whis and their relationship? Um, that Whis is actually uh, Beerus's sensei. Mm-hmm. His sensei, just like you, Julian. So if your students are a 10, you are a 15. That only makes sense. Okay. So Whis is 50% stronger than Beerus. Okay. So the absolute strongest being in Z, you know, at least 2.5 billion. That means Whis has to be 3.75 billion. Okay. That's like three Brolies. So I don't get why you're so concerned with Broly when he's clearly not even as strong as Whis. Uh, except for the fact that if you'll if you'll notice, uh, Broly is only a regular Super Saiyan. Now, uh, have we accounted for the multipliers that uh, Super Saiyan two and three uh, and four all present? And and have we have we accounted for the multiplier before God? That's right, the multiplier for God. I didn't even think about that. So, okay, Super Saiyan four. Let's do that one first. Super well, Saiyan obviously, four. I mean, let's just skip. Let's just skip to it. No, no, you know, two. Who cares about that? Who cares about three? I mean, Raging Blast was okay. I mean, it it was all right. But Heroes, man, Heroes is my jam, and I love everything they're doing with Heroes. You're translating Victory Mission. I know how much you love doing that. Can you tell us which character showed up in Victory Mission recently, Julian? Uh, Bardock. That's right. It's Super Saiyan Four Broly. Super Saiyan 4 Broly showed up in the latest chapter of Victory Mission. Did you know that Super Saiyan Go 4... Ahead. Thank you. I... Honto de ki mashita. Honto de ari arigato. Julian, what do you mean? Julian, what do you mean? Maybe. Um, to, to, be, to be fair, um, I, I, haven't, I haven't been studying as much lately. What? Look, I've been busy no, putting in no. for, these, for these preview tickets for, uh, for, for Forgotsuno F and... And, and with the with the kids and oh and my, my wife God, why is wondering why I'm spending so much. Of why my do time I work money with you? This is why on the series, 1980s. Julian, I can't even trust you to remember the word for power battles. How am I supposed to know anything that you're saying anymore if you're not practicing your Nihongers? You've just thrown everything you've done for our website into question. I can't even look at your lyrics. For AKB69's Go Go Itadakimas anymore. Well, I- I'm actually halfway. Uh, it, like, I've already got my advanced copy for uh, Momo Ito Zay's uh, Zeto Momo. The, the new, the new uh, pedo band. Oh, no, you uh, know, yeah. Happens. Peach, Peach Z. Peach, yeah. but spelled with a Z at the end, like Peaches. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that what that is? Julian, do you not know Japanese? God, these fucking pedophiles. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna shelf this for now. Alright. We just gotta move on. We just gotta I mean, I, I'm still gonna trust you for now for this very special episode of the Kanzaji Podcast, episode 396. Super Saiyan 4 is ten times that of Super Saiyan. Do you remember what Super Saiyan Goku? What his power level was? Uh I believe that Super Saiyan Goku's power level was uh 1.5 million? 1.5 million, that's correct, Julian. Ten times that. What would that make it? 1.5 billion? That's right! 10 times 1.5 million is, in fact, 1.5 billion Julian. 1.5 billion. That is Super Saiyan 4 Goku, okay? So we know that 10 times is the factor we're working with. And how much is Broly just at his regular level? 
Uh, just a just regular legendary Super Saiyan? 1.4. 1. 1.4! Super uh, Saiyan 4 Goku! As, as according to uh, the uh, Dragon Ball Z Scatter Battle... Oh, it's, 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 it's a product! Toriyama worked on it! They had to ask him if it's okay before they put any games out. Do you not know how licensing works? In Mexico, it was called DBZ Budokai Scouter. I think you mean Mexico. Look, what language? The two languages are already tough enough for me. Okay, listen. Uh, I know, all I know. Right, I, right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, we'll shelf this. We'll right. stop talking about how inept you are at languages. Okay. So 1.4 billion for Broly and 1.5 billion for Super Saiyan 4 Goku. That's almost the same. And then you said that Super Saiyan 4 Broly is in Victory Mission, right? Uh, yeah. It was. It was more implied. Yeah. Yeah. No. So he's there. Okay. So he's there, he shows up, he definitely shows up, he has like 10 speaking lines, like he's there. When he shows up, we have to do the math. We have to think, now that this is canon because it's part of a product, how strong is Super Saiyan 4 Broly? Can you do the math for me, Julian? 1.4 billion Super Saiyan 4 that. Uh, actually, actually, uh, I believe that's just 14 billion, isn't it? I don't know why I work with you anymore. It's not been the same since the first episode, Julian. Well, I mean, we got a lot of episodes together in it. You don't even look me in the eyes in the Skype call! I don't even have a, a, a webcam. I know you're talking currently into a tin can with a string! The internet connections to Japan are not very good. You're reporting live from a net cafe, which also serves as your home. I feel like your love for Broly has overtaken this. I don't know if you can work on Konzenshu.com anymore. But no. is going to translate... Heath! Uh, shit. Yeah! I mean, Kuso. See? At least you're trying to practice Japanese. Julian, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this somehow. You are my Tomodachi. Honky desk! Honky desk! I love you, Julian. Daisuke. We know what I love more, Julian. What's that? I love power levels. So let's finish this up. Let's wrap it. We've been running long on the topic now, so let's let's come to a conclusion here, okay? Mm -mm. So, so 1.4 billion times 10 is 1.4 trillion. Is there a single character you can think of with your vast knowledge of power levels that is stronger than that? Uh... Psychor? I didn't even think about AF. Shit! We gotta, we gotta scrap this whole thing. And welcome back. I'm still Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and to my literal left, I have Julian with me. And to my literal right, I have an entire keg of beer. Say hi, beer. I love you. Anyway, so this is the review portion of the show, and on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be reviewing... Ginyu Assault for VHS. Originally released back in April of 1999. Ah, oh, man, that was so long ago. The thing is, you know, I've just been so busy with Sight News, Battle of Gods, uh, Resurrection F, that I've just had no time to watch Dragon Ball Z at all for like 15 years. So I'm just now getting around to watching Ginyu Assault. I don't know, have you seen it yet? Did you see it back in the day when it came out? Actually, yes, I did. Back when I was um, doing a foreign exchange program in Japan, um, I was staying with my host family, and we imported the VHS tapes as they came out. So when the VHS tape came, it cost us over $50 because of the price and importing. And then when we started watching it, the host family was like, wow, this is even better than we remember it. Oh, wow, really? Like, wh what did they find so much better about it? Was it the music or the, the cast or what was going on? Yeah, they actually thought the video quality was good, but it was look better in widescreen and also um they really liked how the voices and the music sounded and like it sounded better than all that quiet wind sound from the original broadcast
Gods, which made it sound really boring. It, it, it does make sense considering that, you know, Battle of Gods basically had what sounded like American dub music in it. So, you know, the fact that they would like that better really does make sense. Yeah, that's right. And when it comes to the voices, you know, like, what, what did they have anything to say, especially about someone like Frieza? Oh, yeah. Um, so the host family I was with and, and all of our friends in Japan were like, wow, like we really like Frieza's voice because, you know, he's supposed to sound like this angry grandmother, especially because of the lipstick. And he, and it gives him this overwhelming presence as a commander of space pirates. Fantastic. So, so, okay. Um, now, it's funny because I, I really thought that I wasn't going to like this VHS at all, that I wasn't going to like the dub at all, but it turns out that actually, suddenly, I have absolutely zero problem with voices suddenly changing out of nowhere, or, you know, music in the background that's not the normal iconic music that you're used to listening to. So... When this whole thing started up, and we had Sean Schemmel as Goku and as Kyo, and when we had uh, Chris Sabat as everybody else, including the rocks and trees, it was it was a really interesting two-man show that uh, really kind of, I felt, outdid the spirit of the Japanese original and started uh, really making me appreciate Dragon Ball Z for what it really is which is like the Matrix, but with a kung fu monkey badass. Also, like one thing we really enjoyed in Japan was all the new dialogues, especially on, on scenes where it was um, originally quiet, but uh, like we just loved how Funimation just added more dialogue in there. And also like um, one of the best lines in the entire dub, um, and like we actually use this as, as pickup lines in Japan today, is that part where Frieza tells Goku, whatever turns you on, big boy. Oh, fantastic. Like, is there anything else that uh, Japanese people like to use? Like, Yeah, like, oh, there was one. There was actually um, a, a couple of years ago, like, there was a homicide report um, when one member of the Yakuza busted into someone's house and said, yo, Krillin's in the house. Wow, like in perfect English and everything? Yeah, perfect English. And he said he killed everyone with his Destructo disc. Oh, wow. Slice the heads right off. Destructo disc, really? Yeah. Wow. So uh, I'm I'm sure this has led to a lot of uh, reverse importation, which is why I'm starting to understand why Funimation just doesn't want to give us what what, what we want, is because it's not what we really want. I, I want you all right now to go out and buy any of the old VHS dub-only tapes that you can. And if not, then, you know, the new widescreen Blu-rays, because they are actually the most beautiful thing that I have ever seen come out of Dragon Ball Z. Well, actually, there's a petition to bring back the VHS tapes, so please, um, I, um, we need you to sign it at, at, like, Petition Online, bring back Dragon Ball Z VHS. Fantastic. Yeah, you know what? Uh, 240p video is definitely the future of Dragon Ball Z, so... You know what? I'd have to say that overall, I rate this really good. If I were to like put a number on it or something, I'd say like six Akiros out of five. Well, I would personally give it seven Dragon Balls out of seven Dragon Balls. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, I need to just get myself completely blitzed now on this entire keg of beer. Do you want any? Sure thing, Mike. Well, you can't have any. I'm going to drink straight from the tap. I'm sorry. I'm going back to the basement now. Fantastic. Before you head back to your basement, can you uh, go ahead and close this out? Uh, Fantastic. Okay. Why am I saying fantastic so much? Anyway, on to the next segment. (laughs) 
What up, hey, Os, welcome back to the old Cotton Zenshu podcast. I am still Mike, Mr. Vegito EX, and I want to talk about something today, because here on the old Cotton Zenshu podcast, we like to talk a lot about anniversaries and milestones, because we've been fans for so long. And what a lot of people don't realize is that this year, 2015, is actually the 15th anniversary of the Irwin Toys. And I'm not just talking about any old Irwin toys because they put out a ton of them. The ones I'm talking about today are the ones for characters like Kudadin and Frieza and Gotenks and Minosha that came with things like rocket launchers and machine guns. And a lot of fans, they don't really remember these very fondly. They don't have the nice memories that I do of these figures because when I look back on them, I remember this as a very important time uh, for Dragon Ball in North America because this was the time that a company started getting things right because this was the time when the company was realizing that Dragon Ball is not a show for kids. It's not just all happy feelings and, and warm sentiments. It was really about the fighting and the violence and the bad things that happen. And so... To see Irwin come out of here and say, hey, we're not going to do what Funimation is doing. We're not going to say, oh, look, I can see their parachutes or my arm is going to grow back. They embraced the grittiness and they embraced what Dragon Ball was really about. And so just at this time, I think it's really important that we look back on this very important moment in the history of Dragon Ball in North America. And we won't need to salute Irwin Toys for what they did because they really paved the way for things later, like the uncensored DVDs, because they, sh- they showed that there is a market. For this aspect of Dragon Ball, it wasn't just little kids buying this stuff. It was, you know, us, the adults, the grown-ups, the real fans. So you can even see on eBay that some of these figures go for $50, $60, $70, and it shows that they're still held in such high regard. And I know that I have mine hanging on the wall, and I treasure them as much as my, you know, collections of Dragon Ball Movie 1 and all my pool merchandise. It's right up there. So 15 years ago, it's it's been, you know, a decade and a half. Irwin Toys, we salute you. We thank you for what you did, and I know that I will always, always, always be thankful for that little period in Dragon Ball history when we got our first victory. Hey, Mary, thanks for doing the episode. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, I'm so exhausted. Oh, (laughs) what a whirlwind. So, again, by the time you're hearing this, all the revival of F, Resurrection F, all that material will be up on the website, uh, at least as much as we can do with Julian's limited time, uh, because he's really the only one who can do it right now. Uh, I hope you're enjoying all that stuff. We have more coming your way. If it's not already up, we have a bunch of Maximum the Hormones stuff, um, including our translation of, of course, the song F, along with liner notes from the album where they talk about the song itself uh, and some later material as well. Hopefully that's all up. Recently, we put up two new interviews. One is not new. It's actually from 1996, November 1996. Hmm. From uh, a 97 issue of Wired Japan, we put that up in combination with a 2013. This was this is an interview. This is the kind of thing like I am so proud of what we've been able to accomplish and the friends we've been able to make and how hardcore people are. So a friend of the site in Japan, Peking Duck. Mary, you remember there was yeah, yeah. an exhibit in Japan, yep. the world of Akira Toriyama. He went to Peking Duck, went to the Nagoya exhibit, I believe a couple times, transcribed the entirety of a video interview with Masako Nozawa and Akira Toriyama. Wow. Which Talk about Ju- archival. Right. Which Julian then translated into English. So this does not exist 
in printed form anywhere, anywhere besides Peking Duck's blog in Japanese and our site in English. So we can call it a Consenshu exclusive. Exclusive, yes. And what we love about these two and why we put these two up together very specifically, we want it both to be done and ready to go, is Toriyama's comments on Goku's character, mm. which he perfectly reinforces 17 years apart from each other. Um, something I've actually gotten a little bit under my skin lately is how people have been, I think Jake has too, uh, how people like Lol's Toriyama forgets everything. And a lot of stuff that people say he forgot isn't actually true. Like something people always point to, oh, he forgot lunch. There's not actually any evidence to suggest that he did so. He's never actually no, said that No, I think people before. are saying that facetiously. Because, because she's not used. That is dropper. Right. Yeah. I understand that. However, a lot of people point to this non-existent quote of, yes, oh, I forgot about her. That doesn't actually exist. Oh, okay. I well, didn't realize so, that. things like these comments where he's very purposefully reiterating the same thing over a series of decades, I think shows a, a very solid understanding, definitely of the character of Goku here. Him and Nozawa, I think, understand that character as they should, more than anyone else. I, I implore you, check out these two interview translations. It is some of the most surprisingly candid real talk from Toriyama. Hmm. He doesn't talk this way. The way that he talks, specifically in the Wired interview, you never get this kind of Toriyama out of Toriyama. Uh, talking about the manga industry and how he wish he should have pushed on certain things. It's that kind of real talk like we just don't get from him. So I, I really, really suggest you check them out. Uh, I, I feel it gives you such a better understanding of him and of Dragon Ball. Definitely checking out. Content you exclusive. All right. So that's going to bring us to a close. Mary, the website cool address beans. is... K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U.com. That's correct. Consenshu.com. We got the Twitters. We got the Facebooks. We got the Google Pluses. We got the Tumblers. Uh, if you haven't, check out xenoversetypos.tumblr.com. <laughs> We've had wonderful contributions to that blog over there. Uh, and I think that will bring us to a close. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you to all the hosts and guests. I don't remember thank or know you, everybody. who they were. You're that all we just fabulous. Inserted. I'm sure it was wonderful. Beautiful people. We will see you again in the very near future. We will have lots of talk Probably next episode. Real talk. Will be the real, real talk. talk spoilers about the new Frieza movie with Julian as soon as we can peg him down. So look forward to that. And we'll warn you like before in that episode. Maybe we'll do the regular news and stuff. We'll say, all right, stop listening now. So don't worry. We're never going to just blurt things out. We'll give you a little bit of a buffer time before we expect mm -hmm. everyone to We'll put on like, a, like shopping music. Come on. I'm enjoying this. It's been a pleasure. Yes, it has. See you next time. Bye. .com. Peace out. right like it's not my fault that i have a phone out and i'm gonna take pictures of your child i'm just trying to take a picture of this little power pole exhibit where the kids have to put their hands on the rod. <laughs> i can't do it